fire, merry meet, dare to more than dabble. All are welcome at our hearth for a little bonfire babble. Bonfire babble. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. And welcome, everybody. Hello. We're very excited to have you here. This is a very exciting episode for me. I'm very excited as well, Corey. And I... So tell everybody what we're doing. Okay. So I got this wild idea. (laughs) JK, I can't stop thinking about it. It's all I think about. Uh, That I would like to do a series where we talk about witches in media. Which means in books or movies or television shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, the different types of representations we see and how they have shaped um, re- either the like vilification or the like, what's the opposite of that? The good one. Bolstering up, a better word for that, celebration of. Yeah, the shirt, like the the like celebration of or the vilification of witches or powerful uh, femmes, and I'm fascinated by that because I think stories are so important. And so Detta was like, "Heck yeah, let's do that!" And today we are starting that journey with none other than Willow Rosenberg so... from Buffy the Vampire Slayer freaking excited about yes. this and it's yeah. gonna be extra fun because yeah. Detta and i have very different opinions about oh, some we things do. we do mm-hmm. but we're also going to talk every single time we talk about one of these witches mm-hmm. we're going to talk about how does how can this inform or uninform our witch practice yes. as well uh what's true what's not true what's fun what's what? what's fun what's damaging yeah. what's yeah exactly. what's uh yeah we're just gonna talk yeah. we're just gonna talk about it and i say that because what's fun what's damaging because we're gonna have different opinions on this we're gonna have some different I, opinions today i don't know if that's really happened a lot in our conversations but uh, Corey also opened my eyes to something too which we're also gonna talk about yeah. so and i'm gonna very yeah. decidedly not talk about any other characters yeah i'm going to only talk about willow <laughs> I'm going to only talk about Willow. Okay. Because I'll do my best. It's really important you don't get me started on Xander Harris. It's just so important you don't. I I knew that. I knew uh, that. Uh. We don't want to go there, fam. <laughs> uh, but I'm really excited. And we're going to kind of, I think, head into the library right away because Detta's jazzed sure. about what she has to talk about. Let's do it. Let's head into the library. It has been a long time since we've been in the library. It has. We've been building on foundational knowledge for the last few episodes, we so have. we haven't needed to be here. Yeah, and uh, it's air-conditioned. It's air-conditioned in this library. <laughs> so if you're listening in the summer or in Seattle from the surface of the sun, uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. There we are. We are in a nice air-conditioned library. And this, No fire today. No, we are mm. We are going to be heading out to the kiddie pool later because yeah. there's a burn ban in effect. Yeah. Uh, and it's this is the perfect place actually to be in the library, Dada, because there's books everywhere. There, oh, there are, and some of them are good, and some of them aren't. But here we are. Yeah, here we are. So the reason that I wanted to pop into the library, yes, I'm, I, I am going to give you a resource. Okay. That one was a spark of mine a while ago, and two that we are going to be talking about in a later episode in August. By the way. If you would like to see what we are doing for the next month or so. Yeah, we have a list on Instagram, a tile that says, (laughs) this is the first time I'm saying this and Corey's going, she's giving me work to do. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, there will be a tile with our next four or five episodes scheduled out. Yeah. So check that out. Uh, So, Jew Witches. Why, you ask? Well, I'll tell you in a moment. So Jew Witches on Instagram, they have some great stuff. And the Cabal, which I need to put the spelling of that in our show notes because it's different than people think. I thought it was K-A-B-A-L. It is. And a lot of people do the Q-U-A-L thing. And if you are Jewish or even if you aren't, you may know there are five million different spellings for everything. Like Hanukkah has like three or five different spellings so that's just a thing and it's also a thing with language in general until we got that dictionary why am i bringing that up for willow 
Rosenberg. Because she's a Jewish. Because she's a Jewish. Which we, we love. Yeah. And that plays all into that Jewish mysticism that exists. And I have to say it. Sorry. Joss Whedon made a very clear choice when he created this character. And I know we now have problems with Joss Whedon and I'm... He, a, he broke my heart, damn him. But I do think there's a lot of reasons why he chose to have her be Jewish as well. I think so too. That had it had a lot to do with othering. There's a lot of things about Willow throughout the series yeah. that are other. Put her on the outside, and and, and and on purpose. And in a little white suburb in Sunnydale, California, mm-hmm. Jewish is not the norm. And she was already picked on. Mm-hmm. She's her, a ginger. Yep. Her poor Sears. Which, by the way, the re, the way she... This is library information. Joss looked at the three actresses that he'd cast after the pilot that didn't air when uh, Allison Hannigan was not involved. So the pilot that we all know and have watched. And they all had dark hair. <laughs> and he, he said... Any chance any of you want to uh, go red? And Allison said, yes, me. I think it's perfect for Willow. Yeah. And she's right. It was. So and especially not only that, a Jewish ginger, which there are, they're the minority, but they are prevalent in the, I mean, we are very aware of our Jewish gingers. Dada's hair is red. Yes, but now mine is colored. But I, but I was strawberry blonde when I was a kid. I remember. Pictures. Yeah. So, so all of that, that othering, I think you're right. But the mysticism and the cabal and check out you witches, I'm just going to drop some resources for you all because I could literally spend classes on teaching the philosophy of Buffy and mentioning the philosophy of Buffy, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and philosophy. Fear and Trembling in Sunnydale is one of the resources I'd love to drop to you. Also on Academia, and I think I'll probably put this link in the show notes. It's academia.edu documents slash in slash Buffy underscore the underscore vampire underscore slayer. There are a list of wonderful essays, which is kind of what the philosophy of Buffy is. And it's been a long time since I've read it. And um, now that I have Corey's perspective, I want to revisit this in such a big, big sort of way. Uh, Buffy in the Classroom. There are essays on that, essays on teaching with the Vampire Slayer by Kreider and Winchell. And there are just some other really amazing resources out there if you want to do a deep dive. But those are a few of my favorites. And there you go. Do you want to head out to the kiddie pool? Let's head out to the kiddie pool. Radical. Grab your popsicles. Grab your popsicles. Grab your blended margs. Mm, oh. Grab oh, your. Why are you doing that to me? Grab your sweet tea. My <sighs> friend Tom. You know Tom. No, you don't. We've had this conversation. Okay. My friend Tommy. He yesterday I texted him and I was like, it's so hot. And he was like, perfect day for margs. And then he sent me a picture of him drinking icy cold margaritas. <laughs> and I was like, you jerk. <laughs> How? dare you uh anyway let's have the kitty pool yeah let's do it all right we had our short little library visit we, and we cruised through the ac yeah i mean how could we not go to the library it is willow after all. because you know? she did start the series as a little computer nerd oh totally which <laughs> may i just say <laughs> That was not even a purpose. Face it was that just Detta <laughs> just made was so smug. She was so proud of that little accident. Oh, it's, it's good. True. It's Which- true. <laughs> <laughs> so we talk a lot about how <laughs> witchcraft is science. Yeah, and Willow is this badass witch. Really early on, she's got this quote, natural talent as a witch. But of course, she's been prepping for it all of her life because she comes with all of this scientific knowledge and Mm -hmm. all of this brainy act knowledge. And I think that we forget about that. So that when she does go into her intuitive mode, oh, there's just a lot of cats around everybody. (laughs) 
Like, it's just really hard to stay focused when there's so many cute fat cats everywhere. We're in the basement because we're not in the usual studio because it's so hot. I just watched a cat figure out that a curtain was, in fact, not a door and they could walk through it. It was very, very sweet. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. There's so much information to start with. So, Tell I guess what. that's a good place. Where do you want to start? I have go. three points. Okay. Specifically, and one soft point that I'd like to hit. Let's do Which it. could be a jumping off point for all the things yeah. I know you want to say. Uh, I She's a queer Jew witch, mm-hmm. which we love. That's point number one. Yeah. Um, I loved it when Willow started learning energy exchange magic. Oh, when totally. she went to England after the incident. Yep. Um, and to that point, I just want to say, I would have done the same thing. Me too. In a heartbeat. Every time that horrifying thing that she does. It doesn't feel I so think, horrifying, right? good for her. <laughs> like, good for you. That guy was the next oh. serial killer. Oh, my gosh. He anyway. was just awful. F you, Warren. Yeah. Anyway, point number three <laughs> was that it really chapped my ass when they conflated magic with drugs in that one season. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that. That made me steaming mad. And um, the soft point I want to make is um, there was a mini satanic panic in Buffy in one of the earliest seasons when Willow tells her mother she's a witch and Buffy's mom, Joyce, and Willow's mom start like this moms against the occult group. And I had forgotten about that until I did some research for this uh, episode. I think it's really important to remember that happened in that show because it happened in the 80s. In the 70s. It happened in the 70s and 80s. Oh, what are you talking about? A satanic panic. Oh, 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 sorry. Sorry, And then to have it happen in the 90s with Mm. Buffy and then now we are living it again, this satanic panic is important because just because people aren't necessarily at least stateside burning people at the stake anymore, they almost did in that episode of Buffy. Yeah, they did. There's and there is that panic. The people who were pagans, yeah, not even proclaimed witches who were fired from Panera. Yep. What was that? Six months ago. Six months ago. But it's like it may be removed from the original like witch burnings and whatever in Salem or before that in the Dark Ages and the Middle Ages or whatever. But it's the same fear, ignorance, and like hatred and vitriol that drive those movements now. And I think that it's important to remember that they are not something from history. They are something active. Yeah. Just just be aware. And yeah. be aware of your surroundings and of the people. I had a great experience the other day. I was telling Corey about oh, it earlier. Oh, it's warmed my heart. Yeah. I went to pick up some meds for my old puppy dog. And I was sitting out in the car because you're still not allowed to come in. And a woman came out. And she goes, are you wearing a snake around your neck? I went, I am with some uh, ethically curated tourlamine right above it. And she went, you know, that's right, because us witches, we have to take care of this planet. We have to take care of people who are in those mines, you know. And I went, oh, yes. She goes, oh, yeah, I know pagans when I see them. <laughs> and she goes, I, I'm pagan. I said, yes, witches got to do what we got to do. And, it, and we had a whole conversation about being out as a witch. And um, and it was Gay Pride weekend. And, and I was like, yeah, I've been out much longer as a lesbian than I have been as a witch. There's a lot of progress. But with a lot of progress, just be careful of the backlash that you may run into. Keep yourself safe. There's a very paper thin line between visibility Mm-hmm. and exposure yes so oh, that's good oh, I like so that. like you know with visibility comes exposure yeah and um and i think that it's important to remember that even in the 90s in a monster of the week style mm-hmm. show it's still happening mm-hmm. and then even now after lil nas x put out that video which I think that has uh, as much to do with racism as it does to do with people being afraid of Satan, because there's a television show called Lucifer, where Tom Ellis plays super sexy Lucifer, and nobody's mad about that. There's, a, I know we're going on a tangent here, I promise we'll get but back it's to important. Willow. <laughs> I promise we're going to get back to Willow. Mm-hmm. But on that note, Lucifer is not actually in the 
Bible. No, he's not. <laughs> he's not. Yeah. He's a fun story idea for the fanfics about the Bible, but yeah. he's not in the Bible. He's not. And yeah, there was an L or something it's like that. It's a capital L versus little L difference. And and someone it's not ran a name. With it. It's a it's a genus Dante. sounds clinical but yeah. it's not a name it's a it's a station it's like a type yep. of thing so with that said with that said <laughs> lots of mythology going on back to willow yeah so on those points so Corey made me aware of something very interesting that i had not examined i hadn't even thought about it hadn't even crossed my mind Keeping in mind, we come from two very different perspectives. Yeah. And I, uh, so I was 20-something in the 90s watching this show. Totally addicted. Ellen had just, uh, you know, popped out and come out on her show in 93, I think. Something like that. Lesbians or being out in that type of way was really new. There were Very uncommon. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of examples at all. Now I'm going to get personal here for just a second. I, when I first came out, and actually I still do, uh, even though I know a lot of people don't like boxes, I consider myself a lesbian identified bisexual. That is... I didn't know that. Yeah, I do. I like... Okay, this is so going to be explicit and very personal. I like sleeping with men, but I'd never want to have a long-term relationship with them. (laughs) When I realized what was going on, because it took me a while to realize what was going on, I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely want to be with a woman. I definitely. And then when I was with a woman, I was like, I'm a lesbian. No, I'm not. I'm lesbian. But that just goes to show also that your identity isn't fixed. It can can grow and change. Because I've gone from 50-50 to (laughs) 90-10. And in favor of women in the last two or three years, I've realized that I've gone from straight split to uh, not at all that yeah I mean we do that so with that said I was still looking for lesbian role models Mm -hmm. and they just I mean in the media they weren't there and Willow came out and fell in love with Tara and I was like oh my god we have we finally have a lesbian and not only that she's a witch and she's Jewish and I mean just checking all the boxes right And when Seth Green, a.k.a. Oz, came back, I was so heartbroken because I loved this character, but yeah. I I loved the way that they dealt with it. I I did. Yeah. <laughs> and so... And I totally like, agree. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I get it. She's a lesbian identified bisexual. I made her me. There you go. Which and, is what you can do with stories, which is why they're great. Yeah, it is. And then Corey says, as we're talking about willow and prepping for this episode i have an issue with the way that the show handled her sexuality because like detta said lesbian identified bisexual they completely in my opinion um removed the bisexuality from her identity yeah and i think you're right they absolutely did yeah, yeah they they more often than not not to say they didn't always do this, but more often than not, especially with regards to other characters in the show, fetishized or poked fun at her being a lesbian. And I have, like, I could cite See, episodes. And I didn't get that. I, I mean, I, I don't agree. I shouldn't say I didn't get that. I, I don't completely agree with that. And that's totally because fine. Because it's fiction and... Yeah, I just, I think it's kind of scummy when something important and personal like that becomes fetishized. And it free, it just don't, I don't like it. And when do you think it got fetishized? I have to ask this. Um, Like I said, we're not going to go there. But the biggest perpetrator yeah. is Xander. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he absolutely does. And Xander is widely considered, and I agree, to be the Joss Whedon self-insert in the show. And so, like, it it bothered me that, like, the the joke was always, I'm gay now. And it's like, yeah, you, you, are, you are definitely, like, a queer. You are definitely queer. And it, it just, it always felt hinky to me. And it took me getting a lot older to realize why. That this whole part of her identity seemed to disappear completely hmm. because she was very in love with Xander and she was very in love with Oz and she was very in love with Malcolm before she realized he was Malik, a terrifying internet demon. And like <laughs> she she was very she's very clearly bi. 
and she ended up with a woman. And as a bisexual woman who was with a man for 10 years, I recognize how frustrating it is to have somebody tell you that you're not that right right like to tell somebody well you're a lesbian and it's like no or to tell them well you don't count because you're with a man so you're straight it's very very hurtful and it sucked so much to see it happen to someone that i looked up to so much yeah because i love willow and so to have that happen was so frustrating and it took me a long time to realize why wow so yeah yeah i I didn't expect to get worked up i I want i just want to honor you and where you are right now because i've been that i see you and validate you i have been told at pride celebrations that i should go home that i don't belong there and so to to i think the confusion comes that there are some of us who um I'll, i'll i'll talk about my wife who absolutely did the hetero thing and then went to women, and they are gay. Yeah. Le- they're, she's a lesbian. For sure. So, of course, she sees her experience as, um, a- as oh, I just didn't know yet. I- yes, I might have enjoyed it, but I'm not bisexual. I absolutely love women and stuff like that. 100%. So then they're assholes. Not my wife. My wife is not an asshole. <laughs> no, Tammy's great. We like Tammy quite a lot. Um, who then go, oh, well, because that was my experience, then you're not actually bi. And they do that by erasure and that harmful, harmful thing. Yeah. And in my case, watching Buffy, I was just like, I identify so strongly as a lesbian. I am in a monogamous relationship. I'm probably, you know, unless something weird happens, never going to be with a man again. So, that, so I was diehard lesbian. I didn't need to hang on to sure. um and this is a discussion Tammy and I have had about um whether you hang whether you still continue to identify as as bisexual yeah. um and what that why that's important to people um and why it was important that you wanted to see that in Willow yeah. and and it wasn't to me so I had a completely like I said I didn't even think of that yeah. I was just like oh she's gay now you know yeah so I'm sorry that it was harm harm but hurtful i think this also is a great illustration of how important stories are to people because when they can see their own experiences in them yeah because you can see yourself in willow and like so can i for different reasons and so like we're gonna have different experiences of the way that it was handled and i have done not a recent rewatch of Buffy, but a pretty recent rewatch of Buffy. And I've been watching it probably with too critical an eye, but I think that it's important because I'm currently reckoning with all of the things that make up my nerd identity. Mm. Having mm-hmm. the scummy fingers of real terrible men all over them. And like, what does that mean about who I am? Mm-hmm. And and we're not going to get into the separate the art from the artist conversation because <laughs> we don't have that kind of time, but... Um, so I'm rewatching these things that were so formative for me because they're going to inform the things about me now that are trauma driven or or um, a reaction or response yeah. instead of how I actually feel or am. Buffy's and, been a hard one. Yeah. And I started rewatching Buffy because I was obsessed. Yeah. Oh. Y'all. I was obsessed. obsessed. And could talk about the characters and the episodes. I and read stuff all like the that. comics. Yeah. I loved the original movie. You and know. Willow was I'm not gonna say she was my way into discovering I was a witch. She she absolutely was not, but but mm-hmm. some of the stuff she did, they wrote for her character mm-hmm. to do. Uh, really informed some exploration on definitely because so when you talk about willow she's this natural witch she doesn't but at one point when she meets tara actually they explore wicca yeah you know and and that is such a fascinating exploration because of all this natural talent and she's never part of a coven She learns all this stuff intuitively. I think that's what natural talent is. I have such a hard time with that phrase. It's about intuition, and it's about being able to identify your intuition. That's what makes her a, quote, natural witch. She says a really funny thing about this group of witches she tries to join in college afterwards, and Buffy's like, 
so the witch group was a bust and she goes bunch of bunch of wanna blessed bees yeah and i think that's <laughs> yeah. the funniest thing in the yeah. world and i just said she learned all this intuitively which is not true of course she had this resources of books that yep. giles brought over from Eng- all these archaic books now look at that everybody yeah now talk about informing my witchcraft practice yeah do the research, do the work, which we talk yep. about all the time do on your here. homework. Yeah, even <laughs> even that black book that she gets in season six, uh, <laughs> you know, and yeah. sucks it all up. She, you know, do yeah. the work. Yeah. And, and I think that's, I love the fact that the writers included that, um, that research mm-hmm. about being a witch as well as the intuitive. And I think I... I mentioned earlier that it really bothered me when they conflated her magic use with drugs. But I think that also what is important to what a a useful lesson you could take from that, Mm -hmm. if you are going to look at it figuratively, is that you can't solve all of your mundane problems with magic nope that certainly cannot i'm being very generous but that is the lesson you could take from that i think that's one of the lessons that was taught by that and the same here's another lesson that i will take from that Mm -hmm. it's a tv show about teenagers and they wanted to come up with a metaphor to teach people about drugs and how it could destroy your life and that was the alcohol episode with buffy with the beers that turn people into cavemen exactly which was funny though not as serious as as this one this one was a little this was really serious dawn almost got killed and yeah all that stuff and spoilers (laughs) and the moment that that buffy goes in to talk to a therapist after we're y'all if you haven't watched we're we're spoiling all the things so when she sleeps with angel yeah and he loses his soul yeah and she goes into a therapist he goes I slept with him, and then all of a sudden... He changed. He changed. And that was a big-ass metaphor for kids having sex in high school. Because that happened a lot, because uh, either, you know, boys are jerks, or and sometimes girls are jerks, or, you know, you're so young, you're moving so fast, and somebody wants to hang on to something. And other people are like, I'm just having fun. I'm too young to commit. Yeah, she was... 16 yeah in that season she's a baby i want everyone to think about that these children were dealing with very heavy things yeah and so willow discovering this incredible power with her within herself even if it was just a little flame when she was yeah. six, 16 oh stop saying that i was having sex by then no that's fine <laughs> that's fine i'm i but it was a lot to deal with i was too young i was doing yeah. i was doing stuff that i didn't realize was sex because the sex education was bad in my town when oh my i was 14 and so Corey's i get younger it. than me i that get it should not have been bad sex yeah. education by your time and my mom's a nurse and so she sometimes blames herself for that and i'm like it's not your fault. You taught me all the things. Like, yeah. you taught me all the safety, all the, like, don't get knocked up things. Like, <laughs> she was very clear, but, like, my sex education, nobody teaches comprehensive sex ed, and it needs to be changed. But what I am saying is that, like, this 16-year-old girl yeah. who has always felt othered mm-hmm. by all the things about her that make her who she mm-hmm. is realizing at the age of 16 (laughs) that she has this extraordinary power yep that's heady stuff oh it is like that's heady stuff so by the time she's like trying to resurrect buffy she's got kind of a god complex yeah and now let's that's not her fault (laughs) well but can we relate that to our witchcraft totally so if you've had powerful experiences with witchcraft you might feel entitled to say you're hot shit on a formal like a format yeah and if you know you're getting results you might feel entitled to continue inflicting your will on other people and that's you got to be careful there because you what you put out you attract and yep and there is an energy exchange for everything we do that's but that is the other thing that if you watch willow there is a price for everything the resurrecting that poor deer that beautiful little baby deer and animal sacrifice which i also can i just say i appreciate the fact that they didn't 
go in the show to that kind of stuff all the time. No. But this was big. big. This was a life for a this life This was situation. a life for a life situation. Do you know what else I loved? What? Was when... Ter- oh, I know. The moment after the horrible incident... Willow calls out to a deity oh, yeah. and tries to command it to do something and yeah. this deity is like, get fucked. Yeah, he's like, you've already done this once. I you don't get you it don't again. You don't get to do this again. Yeah, and you are not a god. And, and that's yeah. a really good illustration of like, you don't tell your deities. You don't tell your deities what to do. You you aren't the one commanding no. them. And in a beautiful relationship, neither of you is. Yeah. Yes. You're working together. Yep. But like that moment is like so powerful it because is. because when when Allison Hannigan cries, oh I my cry, god, and I don't stop crying until she's done crying. So Allison Hannigan is such a phenomenal actor. She's and so good. She is from the moment. Like there are a couple. Uh, some people's acting gets better as the show goes on. Yes, Allison and of course Anthony Head, who's really experienced. Top oh. shelf. Mwah. Top shelf out the gate. I was in love with Anthony Stewart Head so hard. Oh, as you should be. This Rocky show Horror. came out when I was like nine or ten. Yeah. Oh, that's right. It was very formative for me because oh. I was like, oh, I'm attracted to Spike. And I'm attracted to Charisma <laughs> Carpenter, and I'm attracted to Anthony Stewart Head, which is complicated, and I'm attracted to, like, yeah. Willow. There's, like, a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah, he he actually, he is in, if you ever buy the Rocky Horror. Um, he plays Frankenfurter. Uh, yeah, the book uh, mm-hmm. from your music stand. What is that called? A songbook. A, a songbook. Book. He's in the front from yeah. the West End. He was the one who. Yeah. There's a video of him singing. Originated it. Uh, his his like the first song that Frankenfurter sings, There's, "Sweet Transvestite." Yeah, and he and, uh, he's wearing like a corset and oh makeup God. and big pearl necklace, and I'm like, <laughs> Anthony, stop it! Yeah, you beautiful, beautiful <laughs> man. He's also in a musical called uh, "Repo: The Genetic Opera," oh, which right. is a trip, and I a hundred percent recommend. It's and gross. By don't the way. twist it, Tim Curry. Oh yeah, love him. But Anthony Stewart Head yeah. has this voice, and if you watched Buffy, you remember he sang in Once More with Feeling, yes, but he, he also did. sang at the library on the Halloween episode, and uh, he has like a guitar and he's playing a song and he's singing. And Willow says, "Not long enough." Yeah, Willow says, "Now I remember why I was so attracted to him when I was younger." And I'm like, "Exactly, oh, exactly." Yeah, like, I was too young. To be fair, I don't. I didn't have like a father figure so like i have that problem where i'm like attracted to father figures i try to work past it but here we are and but anthony stewart head was this like sexy dad type which i did it again (laughs) look how clever i am in season in season seven when we come back to season six yeah seven no beginning of seven seven beginning of season seven Oh my God! He's got y'all. like sexy mentor energy. He walks in and <laughs> it is down. Yeah. He won't do that. And he goes, "I'd like to take issue with it anyway." I just remember that and going. <gasps> yeah, he's <laughs> he's he's extraordinary. But and and Willow's in a really fucked up place. I also want to talk about yeah. that relationship between Willow and Giles because yeah, he do. also does magic. He also he does. is a witch. He warlock guy. He doesn't. So here's the interesting thing about him and having just watched the, oh, the mark of, it starts with an I, um, where he does the mark with his friends. With oh, Ethan yeah. With and demon. all that. He, he works magic, but I don't know that he ever calls himself he a doesn't. witch. And when he comes back. But he's a magic user. He is a magic user. And isn't that interesting? Yeah. Y'all, isn't that an interesting separation but he comes back with power borrowed from a coven of witches in england yeah i would love to do a deep dive with listeners and on that topic how do you borrow energy mm-hmm. and use it you know i mean it's we do it we do it in our solitary or i do in yeah. my solitary practice all the time i'm borrowing energy all the time i'm borrowing energy from the elements yeah. i'm borrowing energy from the food or the water that i drink but borrowing energy from another person mm-hmm. it happens to a lot of people unconsciously that's why we get you know energy vampires vampires yep if that's you ever watch what we do in the shadows the television show there is an energy vampire that lives with the rest of the vampires oh my God. his name is colin 
he's a real tool. <laughs> yeah. But let me tell you something. People who do that unconsciously are it's that's challenging and and scary. But people who do it consciously, they're dangerous. Yeah. And I have met them and there are ways to ward against them. So And was it a anyway. television show? Was it a plot device? Was it a Deus Ex Machina to solve the problem? <laughs> of course it was. But that's why we're talking about witches in media right yeah. now. Because the way they are presented is important and sometimes, maybe not all the time, but often serves an agenda of some kind. And whether it's a conscious agenda or not, and often that agenda goes towards demonizing or glorifying women in particular. Um, But I think that there cannot be doubt upon the fact that Willow becomes, by the end of that show, an incredible, powerful, maybe the most powerful witch. Yeah. She does. And it's because she had to go through the process of learning. And you know, I know anyway, because I read the comics, <laughs> uh, that after that learning doesn't stop. No, it doesn't. I learning never stops. So I only read the first uh, comic after season eight, mm-hmm. supposedly. Yeah. Is that what it it's was? called it? season eight. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't. But I read um, summaries last night in prep for this of how she falls in love with a snake woman, how she's killed in the future by Buffy, Mm -hmm. but she's not worried about it when Buffy comes back and tells her because she doesn't believe the future is written in stone. Mm -hmm. I don't either. I think you can always change and do different things because supposedly she goes all dark again. I don't know what that means. She goes all dark again. Well, I mean, like she did with Warren. Yeah. She starts killing people. Do we know why? I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. So it's very interesting. I can't remember what I did yesterday. Because <laughs> uh, it's so hot. It's so hot and also my brain just won't do it. This can't be the same brain that read <laughs> Bram Stoker's Dracula in a night. But it is, <gasps> oh, I guess. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So we're just scratching the surface yeah. of her. And the, and the elements that they put forward for us to look at. So magic... Yeah using versus a witch who uses magic and i i want to say whether or not it's because it's a product of its time i can't think of any other witches of color in that television show there's a slayer for a heartbeat yeah there's a slayer of color. uh there's a couple of girls in the last season there's amy who is white 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 yeah yeah there are i think there, there's, there's a, kennedy is latinx there. right yeah and there's room for growth there. And um, yes, there are. Yes, there's that one very strong uh, black woman witch um, who comes to the training in season seven. Yeah. I hated season seven. I got to be honest with everybody. I, I need to rewatch it and see if I hated as much as I did then. I had a problem the first time I watched it in that we were watching on TV and I didn't like Dawn. Oh, I, so I sorry, stopped Michelle watching Tratton. it. I, I but never when I liked went, her. But when I went back again, as an older, I was in college, mm-hmm. um, I really liked Dawn. Really? And a lot of people didn't. And a lot of people who are garbage humans turned that hate on her <gasps> in the media. Oh, we were just talking about that. The phrase yeah. for that is... His, I don't know. His, oh, histrionic extension. Histrionic but they, but extension. They, they got mad at her for a job that she got. Yeah. And and I understand the mechanism that she was meant to provide. I understand oh, that she was one. a younger girl now that Buffy had grown out of the high school times. Like that like it needed to resonate with the younger crowd again still, even though we all just grew up and kept watching. And also if you think about her existence mm-hmm. what a terrifying thing to learn about yourself yes what a horrifying thing to learn the fact that she didn't turn out worse is shocking to me to find out that you are a creation an entity that that was was never meant to be was never meant to be like can you imagine 
No, I can't wrap my brain around that. I would dissociate and never come back. Like, I can't imagine that. Or maybe I can completely imagine it. And that's the problem with the world today is that we're all spiritual beings walking around in this physical manifestation. And it's so solid. We're so solid. And so, so actually, I take it back. I can imagine what that's like and what that struggle is like. And like Dawn's entire existence was meant to be hunted. Like, that's terrible. Season six and season seven, I actually really do enjoy. There are things that fill me with the kind of rage I can't possibly describe. And uh, but there are other things that as an adult now, I look at and I can recognize from the 360 degree view of like, this is a fiction that was Mm -hmm. written with an agenda and a bias. Yeah. But also here is why it's important, even if it's awful. And a lot of that for me is Willow. The development of her character, I think is, is really important. Yeah, I agree. I want to go back to her natural talent. Yes. That kind of thing. I, as an actor, I have seen this. And as a witch, I have seen this, that I'll take the actor for just a moment actors who are oh, you just don't have the it quality you're never going to you know have it and be sparkly and I have absolutely seen that people can learn that and part of that comes from discovering in my opinion this is my opinion discovering who you are embracing who you are letting go of those blocks actually setting yourself free and living without giving a fuck and then bringing that onto stage and the same thing is true of of witchcraft mm-hmm. is like people and that comes with practice and yeah. people people are like oh well it just comes so naturally to blah 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 yeah well okay yes singing comes really naturally to me yeah but but I still have to work at it or I lose it and when I'm not singing I I lose it so there's still work involved mm-hmm. and people who don't have the you know quote natural can learn it I I really believe that. So for your witchcraft, I think sometimes people don't practice enough. They don't rehearse enough. They don't sit with the knowledge or sit with their spells and go over it first before they actually then implement it for real. It's a muscle. It is a muscle. And you have to keep it limber and strong. So that's the only issue I really have with that after you have developed your intuition after you have developed that muscle as you were saying Corey then you can do things on the fly and be successful but until you have that theory that practice that study it is and that tapped into intuitive knowledge it's really hard not to prep I mean, I loved it as a television yeah. device because, you know, she's the one we're following and she was the outsider. But the also, but, she, yeah. to that point, that natural ability, like, yeah. she effed up pretty bad a couple oh, times. Like, she so did. The, the My Will Be Done spell that she does when she's trying not to have a broken heart anymore. Yeah. And she ruins everybody's life. Yep. 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 <laughs> um, that was an accident. Like, she was trying to do a spell and the... The practical pieces didn't work, but her natural ability created this like chaotic spell instead. See, I also love that about the show and about dealing with Willow is they sometimes we fuck it up, y'all. Yeah. Sometimes you make mistakes. And unlike the show, it's usually not life and death. But (laughs) but we don't live on a hell now. Although this week it feels like it. Are you sure? I'm pretty (gasps) sure we are. It's so hot. Uh, It's so hot. And and I love that they show all all of this. I have to say, I think they cover as far as magic stuff. They cover they they look at it from all sides. Yeah. And I re- I didn't mean to blow off uh, your issue with the drug use oh. as a TV device at all. I think it is problematic. I think it's uh, as, super problematic. Yeah, for for magic users. And I also think the Warren stuff is yeah. problematic. If you haven't watched the show, Warren kills Tara, Tara and, by accident. And Willow <laughs> hunts him down and flays him alive. Yeah. Now, am I condoning that behavior? Of course not. No, don't go do that. Don't, don't go flay anybody It's a alive, fiction. Yo. It's a fantasy. <laughs> and my rage when I see that episode, I understand her. 
That's so, different than being like, go flay your enemies. Don't do that. I don't believe in the death penalty. No. But if anybody touched anyone I loved. I'd go after them. I would want to. I mean, and I know this about myself. Mm-hmm. And that is why I'm happy that law, you know, well, for some of us, you know, most of the states, that the death penalty is not a yeah. thing. There's and, there's a reason that people in college didn't fuck with me or my friends. And it's because vengeance it's was because hers. they know that I would I would have a confrontation about yeah. it. I don't have any qualms having a confrontation. Yeah. So there are healthy ways to have confrontations and then there's flaying Warren. I'm flaying Warren. That's what we're saying. But Warren <laughs> Warren this was the cherry on the cake of Warren because he also put Buffy into that terrifying mental hellscape yeah. where she thought she was in a mental hospital and nothing in her life was real. He did that. Yeah. He is a monster. And I'm he not saying he deserved to be flayed alive. I'm just saying that in the fact that it's a fiction and a fantasy, yes, he did. And I'm fine with it. <laughs> As um, a fiction and a fantasy, we're totally fine with yeah, it. Yeah. But like in real life we wish he'd been locked up forever. Yeah, but I I also think that it's insensitive to people with addiction. Oh. I think that it's incredibly insensitive to people with addiction. I think that the way addiction is portrayed in media is very problematic. Um, and because addicts know, you know, like they know that it's bad. Mm -hmm. Like I am addicted to cigarettes. I don't smoke them anymore unless the chips are way down, but I know every day they're bad for me, but I also know that on a really nice, like, rainy day i want to sit out on a porch and have a cup of tea and a fucking cigarette and i can't and so like i can't even imagine what it would be like to be addicted to something more damaging yeah and so the fact that like yeah, that was an interesting device. they drug her to rock bottom in a way that was i think ham-fisted and harmful they did. But let's talk about that journey just a little bit. Okay. She got there because she was screwing around with people's will. Yeah. There is a difference in magical activism, doing spell work to manifest the best for everyone and to stop oppression and screwing around with somebody's will. Yes, you are trying to stop somebody else from oppressing someone and from stopping another human being from living their best life possible. That's what oppressors do. They try to take that energy. And so when you're doing magical activism to counteract that, that is not, in my opinion, screwing with someone's will. That is restoring equitable balance. But when you screw with somebody's will, like a love spell to make somebody fall in love with you who's already married, or (laughs) practical magic, or anything like that to get something you want over what somebody else already has. That's icky stuff, like Amy. And Amy did that too. Amy was a problem. Yeah. And that, I rewatched that episode. I, I I'd be a problem How she too. got there is so sad. If huh? I was a rat for so many years, I'd also have a problem. Well, and but before that, that she literal rat. Yeah, yeah. That she was turned into a literal rat. But before that, she was you know under her mother's thumb and oh, just didn't see it coming with Amy. I thought that was yeah. a brilliant as far as a TV device, a brilliant choice to yeah. to go there. Um, and she, yeah, her mom was a piece of work. And here's the other thing too that I. I was so afraid because supernatural witches are evil and all that kind of stuff. More and often I was, than not, yeah. yeah. And I was really happy that Buffy, although this particular witch, you know, Amy's mom was, you know, a, a tool. <laughs> Most of the witches are in that or not. Yeah. Yeah. And to magic using as well. Xander also uses magic, which is how we get once more with feeling. Lots of people are using magic in yeah. the show that are not witches. So that's a very interesting concept. Yeah. I'd love to hear what listeners think about that. I know there are people out there who do are there... magic that don't consider themselves witches. Yeah. I Are you one of those? Yeah. I would love to hear that. 
Probably not if you're listening to the podcast since it's too modern, which is... But maybe. But maybe. Yeah. I'd love to hear if you're one of those people. So, yeah. yeah. We could literally talk about Buffy all day long. <sighs> I, yeah. I feel like it's been a, a little bit scattered. We might have to come back to Willow at some point after yeah. we do our other witches. Who are some of the other witches on our docket for the oh. next six months? Uh, I want to talk about the witches from the craft. Mainly Nancy. Uh, I want to talk about... Uh, the aunts. I want to talk Practical about the Magic. aunts. And I've read the prequel and you have I not. I haven't. I haven't read either yeah. of them. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I've read the prequel and the prequel to the prequel. Yeah. yeah. But I want to talk about witches in Supernatural, particularly Rowena and the juxtaposition between her status on the show and the other witches that show up on that show. You know, I see Ruthie Connell a lot on Instagram yeah. because she hangs out with the tarot lady. I reached out to her. It was a long shot. We'll see if she ever writes back. Ruthie, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on. (laughs) Uh, Um, But I want to talk about those. I want to talk about the Wicked Witch of the West. I want to talk about um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I want to talk about both the new one and the Melissa Joan Hart one. Because the Melissa Joan Hart one holds a place in my heart. I cannot be budged. God, I loved the 90s. Well, and I had such high hopes. Yeah. Such high hopes. I, I loved season one of the new one. Season one I did too. and most of two. But then season three, I was like, oh, I don't like this. You know, they got into all the Satan stuff. And I was just like, eh, I mean, they're satanic I, witches from the start. But they got into demonizing the, the more uh, pagan. I stopped watching. And I stopped watching because I yeah. was like, I don't even care where this is going anymore. But we're going to talk about those. We're going to talk about, I want to talk about um, Stevie Nicks. I want to talk about um american horror story coven i want to talk about oh which i tried to watch and it was just so violent for me so i might just have to listen and be i will schooled. talk about american <laughs> horror story coven because it's one of my favorite seasons um are there any witches uh listeners that you are interested in us talking about yes please hearing our thoughts on those witches or thoughts you want to tell us and ask us to talk about yes a certain thought and yeah these djs now taking requests there we go <laughs> Uh, I feel like we could just keep going, so we should probably stop. Yeah, yeah, let's stop. (laughs) We have some exciting stuff coming up the next couple of months, everyone. We have a couple of interviews lined up. We're going to do a guest appearance on someone's Patreon. Very exciting. We're starting a Patreon. Uh, It's in the works. We have some ideas. We have things we definitely want to offer and some classes we want to offer. So we would love, I would love input, but you would be... Our patrons. So if you do have any feedback or ideas or or questions, please reach out and let us know. Yep. We are going to be designing it around some wonderful astrological release date sometime in August or September. Yes. And we haven't landed on that date yet, but we hope that you will join us. And on that note, we're going to be appearing on Night Classy. Oh, yes. And Khaleesi's really excited about that. <laughs> if you haven't listened to this podcast, it is not a witchy podcast. But it's fun. Oh, my gosh. So two teachers in Memphis uh, drink and talk about subjects. That they aren't allowed to talk about in school. That they are, Yeah. One of my favorites is the Bermuda Triangle episode. But they have tons of episodes all over. And just uh, full, for full transparency, I was there the day... One of the hostesses <laughs> host was born years and years ago, and they are freaking hysterical and really, really smart. But of course, they drink and <laughs> it devolves. Yeah. It's like drunk history. If you've yeah. ever watched drunk history, what a child. Oh time my to be gosh. Alive. And we're going to be appearing. I don't know if we're going to be drinking or not. I suspect we will be on so. uh, on their Patreon uh, account uh, for their extra material it's gonna be fun yeah we're excited we got some big exciting things coming and i apparently am going to be making a tile to talk about the schedule for the next few episodes yeah (laughs) we have two really we're very excited about our next couple but uh, yeah we're very very excited that they've agreed to see us khaleesi has just decided um it's time to uh you're over your 45 minutes y'all okay uh, rain it in I'm sorry. so anyway uh let's uh let's send up some sparks let's do that okay i have kind of well okay it is two sparks oh so let me tell you why though it's they're going to sound the same okay uh i'm calling i'm calling out we're calling you out. i'm calling you out people i'm shouting out uh sending up water sparks this 
season to Enchantment. There is Enchanted in Salem, Massachusetts. And that is EnchantedofSalem.com. And that is Lori Cabot's group. It was the very first witch store in the United States, I think. I want to say. Don't quote me on that, actually. But it was pretty out. As you know, Lori Cabot was one of the very first out-out witches, really outspoken. Not the first, but one of the first. Um, And I recently took a training and became second-level high priestess with them. And it's been very interesting learning their ways, which are a little bit different than some of the solitary work that I have done. And I don't know if I'm going to go on and do the third uh, degree or not, but they're really a wonderful group of people and it's a great store. And the reason that I delineate that from the other one is because they're different. There's also enchantments in New York City. They're also an online and in-person occult store. And the reason that I wanted to send them up this week is because there's a great book written by Maya Spalcher, and it's called Enchantments, A Modern Witch's Guide to Self-Possession. It is a really interesting book. It talks a lot about the shop and a lot about what it's like to be a witch in New York City, a lot of what it's like to run a metaphysical store, work for a metaphysical store. It's just a fascinating, great read that really informed a lot of my witchcraft because it made me think of things I hadn't thought of before and it validated a lot of other things that I was doing. So the reason that I wanted to call them both out together so that you don't get them confused, they are two very separate things, Enchantments in New York City and then Enchanted of Salem in Salem, Massachusetts. And that's my spark. I love that. How about you? Um, My spark is a Seattle local thing. So if you're in the area, this is for you. Something to look into. Um, My cousin, who is just the raddest human, we got to hang out a couple nights ago. And she told me about this amazing project she's working on. And she's a part of the, she's a volunteer with the Black and Tan Hall. Which is, and I'm reading this right off the website because I want to get it right. Black and Tan Hall is a values-driven cultural hub sustaining a thriving and equitable economy through arts and cultural programming in Hillman City, Seattle. And the vision is a hyper-local economy that respects and elevates diverse cultures, is built by and for people rooted in community, feeds the arts, and sustains good jobs. So basically, it's this incredible venue slash organization and they you just you gotta check them out because they are lifting up so many communities and they are lifting up Mm -hmm. and educating and music and and lecture and and it's just please check it out the black and tan hall seattle even if you aren't in the seattle area Give their website some traffic because maybe you want to visit Seattle someday and you could do a tour with them. That'd be cool. And that'd be rad, right? Or plan an event there if you're local or whatever. Um, They're doing the work and I want to support them. So please check them out. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for this fun episode i hope you had fun listening to our personal experiences and our personal opinions because i know that there are gonna be people who agree with detta or agree with me or agree with neither of us on some points (laughs) and i think that's rad and um uh as long as we can all respectfully discourse i would love to hear what your experiences are with buffy and willow and like how how you feel about that whole situation yeah yeah and i'm sure we could have more conversations mm. about Willow. Bring that on. We have. Maybe. Dada and I have. Patreon. Yeah, we'll really dive deep. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. But until next time, be well. Harm none. And don't forget, you are magic. 
Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening, and we'd like to ask you to rate and review us on Apple Podcast. And to press the little plus sign on Spotify to add us to your episodes. You can also find us on iHeartRadio and just about anywhere where you listen to podcasts. But if you want to reach out and talk to us, you can email us at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. That's where you can sign up for the newsletter or just ask us questions and hang out. You can catch us on Twitter at Bonfirebabble or on Facebook at Bonfirebabble Podcast or on Instagram at Podcast, which is where we spend most of our time. Yes. We are also... Hooray! On TikTok now at Bonfire Babble Podcast. Thank you, Corey. Woohoo! Woohoo! Uh, it's a little baby page right now, but we are recording things and putting them up. And our website will also start to have a lot more information, and that is bonfirebabble.com. You can also reach out to us in a more tangible way. We have a P.O. Box now, which is P.O. Box 16341. Seattle, Washington, 98116. We would like to acknowledge that we are on the traditional land of the first people of Seattle. The Duwamish people, past and present, and honor with gratitude the land itself and the Duwamish tribe. For more information, reach out to realrent.org.